Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos on social media. You're listening to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Great to have you back with us again. Soul Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to today's podcast. We'll be hearing from Lucy Harold from the UK. Welcome to the podcast, Lucy. It's really great to meet you. Thanks very much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Now, we've touched base because you're into sustainability. So if we can get straight into it, can you tell us about your background and how you became a sustainability consultant? Yeah, sure. So I have worked in the corporate world for about 17 years as a sustainability consultant. What that means is I've been helping big businesses think through their environmental and their social impacts, how they talk to their stakeholders about it, how they put a strategy around it, and generally how they move the agenda forward. It's been you know, great, really exciting. And obviously, loads of change has happened over that time. In the last 15 years, I've seen an enormous development. When I started out, pretty much no one knew what I was really talking about when I described my job. <laughs> they were, just didn't really know it existed. But now, obviously, people are so much more aware and alive to the issues and, and hearing about what's going on. If you've been in sustainability for 15 years, where did you study or what's your background in that field? How did I get there? It's sort of a strange route, I guess. I went to university in Edinburgh after I finished my schooling and I did English and History of Art degree, so not related at all. And I went to London to start working and I worked in film PR. So I was contacting journalists about new movies and taking actors to interviews and it was all very exciting and an amazing job to have in your mid-20s in London. And then I came to the realization that I didn't want, to just, didn't want to stay on that path. And I wanted a job that delivered a sense of purpose, that I felt that I was contributing to society. And I've always been very passionate about nature and environmental issues. I grew up in the countryside. I've now re-engineered my life, so I continue to live in the countryside. I actually went to a career consultant because I just wanted to, some advice and wanted to find, you know, find a different path. They said, oh, there's this new thing called corporate social responsibility. That sounds like the sort of thing you're talking about. And why don't you go and look into that? So off I went. And I decided the best route would be to go back to university. And I did a year's master's course at a university called Imperial in London, which is a a real center of excellence for science and environmental technology. So I went from having an arts degree to doing a science master's changed my brain completely. And I went off and started working for the finance industry at that stage, because there was a lot going on in responsible investing and how companies and pension funds invest their money. So I was analyzing companies so that responsible investment funds knew where to put the funding. Through that work, I realized that the communications that these companies were putting out were quite impenetrable, quite difficult, that only really, you know, a sustainability geek like me and my colleagues could really unpick it and understand what was going on. So I decided then to make the move into that area to improve the communications. Because for me, it's all about, life is all about communicating. That's how, how we get through. 
I decided that, that that's the route I would take. And that took me on a journey through reporting and strategy and communications and, and all that route. It didn't start with sustainability at all, but it sort of meandered that way, which is often the case with people's careers, isn't it? And it does sound like you've gone and changed your career based on your values. Exactly that. It was a very conscious decision to carve a career out based on my values. Absolutely. Then we come to your business that you've set up, which is Comla. How did that come about? So, yeah, another, another, um, another shift, I guess. Yeah. About a year ago, during lockdown in the UK, and we had our children at home and we were trying to educate them at home and it was all very pressured and very challenging and very difficult. I had this dawning realization that I had been having the same conversations with my clients over and over again for a number of years. And whilst On the positive side, there's been great developments in sustainability in the corporate world. On the negative side, I personally was beginning to feel like I was running out of steam. Mm. And I think it took the kind of crisis of us all being locked in at home and lots of different pressures in my life happening at the same time to make me realize that actually I needed to shift my career again. I needed to have a new path forward, a new route forward. And I very much felt that I had, you know, been a part of a great change in the corporate world and there are now you know loads of sustainability professionals working away in that area and now I wanted to take that learning and all that understanding and broaden it out into my general life my interactions with day-to-day so my interactions with society all the time so I wanted to take a route that meant that I was talking about sustainable living and how people can actually change their own behaviors rather than only talking about corporate behavior. I've always enjoyed clothes and I'd done a couple of projects with big clothing companies through my consultancy work. So I know a decent amount about the challenges, particularly of the fashion industry. I really believe that it's such a great way to connect with people because we all get up and get dressed right? I mean, it's just whether you are a fashionista or whether you are just chucking on your trackies, you're still getting dressed. You're completely a part of that world. I think we can help people make connections between sustainable living and the fashion industry just by that simple act. So I wanted to set up a business that, that tapped into that. So I did loads of research. I was trying to figure out, you know, what was happening in the fashion world and in the marketplace. And I realized that there's lots going on, but in lots of different places. So that if you were a person who decided they wanted to make some changes to their habits, to their lifestyle, it's quite a difficult journey to go off and find all the bits of information that you need, find uh, you know, places to buy from, find places to rent from, find there's, they're all dotted around and there's lots of new businesses starting all the time. So it's, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an energetic space, but it's quite a fragmented area. Yep. So Comla is essentially the place to come. It's the one-stop shop where you can find information, you can find great brands doing great things, but you can also understand that it's not just about buying new. So it's also about mending, keeping clothes in circulation for much longer, enjoying the creativity of that process, because it's not all doom and gloom, even though the issues are very problematic. You know, we don't have to be dragged down into this miserable mire about it. You know, it's great fun learning to mend and embroider and embellish and 
or asking someone else to do it for you and having your favorite garments come back to you as good as new or beautifully refurbished. And then obviously all these other businesses that are springing up where you can go and rent a dress if you're going to a wedding rather than spend loads of money on it and it only be worn once. Or you can monetize your wardrobe. You can loan your clothes out to people and get money for it and get them back again and do it again. And there's so many different things going on in this space. And so I'm bringing them all together into one marketplace, one hub where people can go and explore and connect with the brands and the services there. Is this both online and in a store? So I'm really, really passionate that it has an in real life element to it. I think post-COVID, we have such a, a change happening in our bricks and mortar environments. I think it, it makes these changes of habits so much more real if you can show people face-to-face and if they can touch it and if they can experience it. So I'm building an online marketplace because it needs to have that presence and it needs to have that accessibility for people. But I'm also doing a series of pop-ups initially borrowing space in other people's shops or just having a short-term let in a shop so that people can come and actually see it in action and feel it and we'll run mending workshops so that they can understand that side of things and we'll showcase brands and have people in to talk about the issues so that'll be really exciting and then one day if it all takes off and it works really well I would love to have a model that we could franchise it out so that there are lots of shops but Rome wasn't built in a day so (laughs) we've got to get it off the ground first it's a great vision to have on Fridays we've usually had mending podcasts about sewing saves so again it's about sustainability with the materials and the clothing that you have and different ideas on how to mend I think the mending revolution is here people are understanding it in so many different areas of their life whether it's a you know something in the home you know just anything people are, are really pushing back against that inbuilt obsolescence and the the sort of the throwaway nature of that which is great and and I think that then extends to the clothing and obviously the other great side of of the mending on the clothing side is the whole mindfulness of it people really enjoy that process don't they of sort of sitting with somebody else it would be great for that to come become more mainstream wouldn't it yeah it'd be really good to see I took part in a Zoom mending workshop, which worked really well, actually, with people sitting isolated. It was during lockdown in their own homes, but could stitch away and could chat. There are ways around it, aren't there? <laughs> Technology's good. Speaking of technology, where do we find you online? So at the moment, I'm only on Instagram, which is, and Facebook, actually, which is comla, C-O-M-H-L-A underscore fashion. And a personal question. Have you mended your clothes? Do you know what? I used to love as a teenager, not mending, but embellishing. So I would stitch things onto my jeans and stuff like that. Then I completely got out of the habit, really didn't keep it up at all. And now I do mend. I like darning, but I'm not very good at it. It's not very neat. (laughs) So I'm very much into a visible mending thing and just go with it. Complicated things I farm out, I, I send to professionals so that they're, you know, and they come back beautifully done. And I, I think people should embrace that because it's a, just like you'd send your dry cleaning, send your mending, it, it's perfect for someone with a busy lifestyle who's not into it. I did have a great win recently where my, one of my husband's jumpers went through in the elbow, a navy uh, jumper, and I darned it yellow because I was hoping to 
take it into my wardrobe. I thought, <laughs> if I dye yellow, he, he's not going to want it anymore. And, and I wore it a couple of times. And then I noticed that he was wearing it again. And I said, do, do you like the yellow elbow then? And he went, yeah, I really like the yellow elbow. <laughs> I really like it. I'm like, Tricks. oh, damn. <laughs> Missed that one. <laughs> so, yes, I do. I, re- I enjoy it. And I find it, very, I find it very soothing, actually, to sit and darn. But, yes, it wasn't something that I have done consistently through my life. What would you like to leave our listeners with before we wrap it up? I think what I'd like to leave them with is back to my my core passion for communicating so it's all about spreading the word and I think because people are becoming a lot more alive to these issues I think we can weave them into our general day-to-day conversations so it's about making it socially normal and socially acceptable to encourage people to reduce their waste and reduce their plastic and do more mending and be more responsible and you know take the bus instead of the car and all those things I think we can very comfortably now encourage each other without feeling like we're sort of putting across a bit of a strange ideal Mm. and so I think it's about communication I think it's about keep spreading the word and keep encouraging each other great Well, Lucy, thank you so much for taking that social responsibility side of your corporate work into real life so that it can be something that people in your local area and online can benefit from. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) I'm excited about it. And look, all the best with the website launch too. Thank you. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Lucy Harold, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Make sure you rate and review Soul Organized Style Podcast on the podcast app that you listen to. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Soul Organized Style or on our website at www.soulorganizedstylepodcast.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.